listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Do not stop, just go. Just like they say in Monopoly, collect your strategies and go. This was the 2023 Pharmacy Profit Summit Live three-part series. This is part number it's part number trace because Brady is learning Spanish. See, I didn't get my $200 when I passed go, but I, I did collect some good memories and some good <laughs> friends here. It was an amazing, fun time. And this is part three. Can't wait for you to hear it. Share it. Hook up with us on any of our social medias at Pharmacy Podcast. And then at Diversify RX. Make sure you're following that team. Here we go. If you're in pharmacy, I don't know if it's five years or 10 years, you'll probably meet probably pretty much everybody because pharma the pharmacy <laughs> profession is a really small place. And the first person that started making sense to me about what pharmacy technicians really do, and I was just like the layperson, Mike, um, where before I got into pharmacy, the person between behind the counter and the white coat counted pills and put pills in bottles and I had no idea that what pharmacists did, right? Same with the pharmacy technician. I had no idea that a technician was so intricate to the pharmacy operations. But now it's like it's it, it keeps changing. It keeps going through these evolutions and it has to because of what's happening in our pharmacy profession in the role of the pharmacist. I wanna I wanna welcome Mike Johnston to the post show of the Pharmacy Profit Summit Live. Mike, I'm so excited you're here. Absolutely. Todd, how are you doing? Doing great. We've known each other how long? Um, I think, okay, I entered pharmacy in 2004 and I met you at my second pharmacy conference. I don't know if it was the NCPA, which it might have been. I'll bet you we've known each other since 2006 or 2008. Long time. Yeah. Why do I look older and you don't? (laughs) (laughs) You know what, you look taller. Oh. I, don't, I think you keep getting taller. No, just older. <laughs> just older. Um, you have done something. We were talking about people that did something first. Rob Kress is the godfather of functional medicine. He was called some quackerjack 25 years ago. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's flocking to him because they're like, my goodness, functional medicine, integrative medicine. Like, they know that's the way to go now. You were just as crazy. You said... The pharmacy technician, the certified pharmacy technician, they don't have enough resources. They don't have enough support. They're always kind of sidelined. Yeah. You understood that as a technician yourself. You are, I'm going to now call you, this is the first time publicly, Mike Johnson, you are the godfather of our pharmacy technicians because you truly care. You're intimately involved because you understand. I want you to tell our listeners and bring them up to date of what the mission of the NPTA and what's happening with our pharmacy technicians right now. Absolutely. First of all, I love the title. I accept it. I think I need it engraved or some type of... We'll get you a t-shirt. Yeah, I like that. I like (laughs) it a lot. No, so I started NPTA back in 99. Um, Honestly, you know, for those that have heard the story, I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, I didn't either when I started (laughs) the show. I'm still not sure that I know what I'm doing. Uh, But what I did know was I started getting the opportunity to talk with other technicians. This was before networking sites and things like that. And 
realized that we had a lot of the same issues and concerns, but not really a, a shared voice. And uh, I didn't know how to go about doing it at the time, but I knew it needed to happen. And I'm one of those people that is, you know, if I see a need, I just kind of jump into mm -hmm. it and figure it out along the way. So over the last close to 25 years, uh, we've, we've done a lot of learning and growing, but we exist to provide support, advocacy, education, training for technicians, not just for the sake of the technicians, but in the whole overarching pharmacy profession. Mm -hmm. We want pharmacists practicing at the top of their license and the top of their education. The only way that's gonna happen is if we have technicians advanced into different roles to take a lot of those uh, previous tasks away from them, yep. to really free them up. Lisa saw it, she understands it as a pharmacy owner who put together uh, this conference in DiversifierX, and it's the reason that she and you teamed up to develop a pharmacy technician track here. Yeah. Um, how has that been? Because this is the first time that they've tried it. So exciting. And, you know, I, I love Lisa. She is one of my favorite people in yeah. pharmacy. I, can we name her the godmother? Yes. Is that what it's going to be? Godmother of productivity or godmother of profit in, some, in pharmacy. She, she is the original pharmacy badass. Yeah. That's her title. That's true. Yeah, she, yeah, she would rather be pharmacy badass than godmother. Yeah, but uh, we we connected several years ago and we, we just clicked. You know, sometimes you meet someone and you just click. Yep. And we're both so passionate about independent community pharmacy. That's my background as well. Um, I shared some things in common with her because I owned an independent compounding pharmacy for several years. So I kind of have the, the understanding and mindset of the owner and the tech. Mm -hmm. And so we, we were able to have some of these conversations and, and really realized that we were kind of on the same mission. And uh, so we've been partnering together more and more over the years. And she, uh, she offered me the opportunity to work with her on this event. And uh, what an honor. You know, I mean, it, just the level of trust that she yep. uh, has handed over. And so we've had an entire track at the Pharmacy Profit Summit, uh, we're calling it Stage 2. We've been having a lot of fun, tons of educational programs, clinical information, mindset work, activities and workshops. And we're really allowing the independent pharmacy to come to an event where the owners are getting content information they're, they're not going to get anywhere else mm -hmm. and they can also bring their top techs yep. those badass techs yep. and they're getting the same so i'm listening to this show right now on my way to work or i'm jogging or i'm listening to you and i say listen i missed the show i want to fire up my techs i want to reset some things tell us how our listeners work with you and how they reach out to you in order to kind of like help their techs level up so we actually have some really exciting stuff that's going to be coming out the, out the pipeline here pretty soon. We're putting together a whole program geared for independent community pharmacies to basically provide training, resources, mentorship for their technicians. So probably the best way to, to uh, get involved with that is just reach out to me on LinkedIn. Okay. Send me a message. I'll make sure and put you on the list as soon as that comes out. But... We've got some really big plans to take the technicians in these independent pharmacies and up-level them. 
That's awesome. If you can't find Mike for some reason, which if, if, you're, if you know how to use Google, you're going to find him. Mike Johnston, NPTA, you'll find him. But if you can't, reach out to Pharmacy Podcast. I will put you in touch with Mike. Mike, I am so excited that your intelligence and your understanding godfather of pharmacy technicians, you're going to come and start doing some additional content through the network with some of your powerhouse people that are part of your entourage, and that's exciting too. So give us a little hint. Plus, you have a podcast, so tell our listeners how, how to listen to that as well. Yeah, so we, we run a, a podcast called CPHT Connect. Uh, I love that. It's one of the favorite parts of, of my job. I basically just interview technicians every week that are working in really unique, advanced positions and uh, it's inspiring technicians all across the country to really realize like you have so many more options yep. at your disposal and uh, so that's available we also partner with drug topics so there's a special episode geared to uh, badass technicians working in independent pharmacies uh, that comes out once a month with that but we're also looking forward to partnering with uh, the Godfather of Pharmacy Podcasting <laughs> yeah. and the Pharmacy Podcast Network, both to, to distribute uh, our existing podcast and create some new content as well for the techs out there. I'm excited. We also work with Drug Topics. You and I got to do the Total Pharmacy Solution... Something. Something like that. But that Total Pharmacy um, endeavor they have is wonderful. But I enjoyed your presentation there. I didn't have time to listen to the presentations you were doing here at Profit Summit. That's why I'm so excited that your podcast will help me stay razor sharp on what's happening in the pharmacy technician side so we can kind of intertwine that and, and bring people back to you, pharmacy owners back to you, that really want to scale up their, their pharmacy technicians. Absolutely. We're looking forward to it. I am as well. Thank you. Thanks, Todd. Hey, one of the aspects of running a community pharmacy, independent community pharmacy, and why I like being at Profit Summit Live is choosing the right way to purchase products, finding savings, mixing that into primary contracts, staying compliant, but then having a partner that looks out for you. I want to talk about uh, Real Value RX. I want to talk with JD and Tom from their team. You are leaders in the industry. Every time I go to a trade show, I'm running into your organization. There's obvious reasons for that because you're vested. Introduce yourselves. I'm going to start with JD and just tell us what's pa why are you so passionate about community pharmacy? Why is this? Why have you stuck your flag in independent community pharmacy? I'm JD Collier. I'm the compliance officer for Real Value RX. So I really don't like independent pharmacies being put out of business, and I really am excited about our vision to help them stay in business. Tom, what about you? How long have you been in pharmacy, and what's changed that is making you develop more services and products that are supporting community pharmacy? So I've been in the industry since 1995, many years with, with Cardinal Health, now with Real Value. And over the years, you see the pharmacies, the independent pharmacies losing control. The, the big three wholesalers have gotten so huge and large that they really kind of hold them hostage. And then now they're working in conjunction with the PBMs. They're getting squeezed from not only the wholesaler, but the insurance side of it. 
and and pricing just keeps going down and down. So they really it's hard for them to keep uh, make ends meet, keep the business going. So where real value comes in is we help them look at their what they're buying, what products, where they can make changes from one NDC to another. Mm-hmm. That maybe that one is underwater. This one, this NDC is, is above water. And if you do that across many products, then all of a sudden you're going from the red to the black. What is it about Profit Summit that you like coming to this conference? And how has this conference been so far with like talking with pharmacy owners about what you're doing to help them? So um, I think when we talk with uh, people at our, our booth, everyone coming here, everyone that signs up with Dr. Lisa Fost um, wants to grow their business and stay in business. So yep. we have conversations with them. So they're, they're going to all the seminars with Lisa and they're learning about all different facets of their, their uh, pharmacy, like it could be taxation, employees, all those things. But we talk to them about their actual product mix and they want to understand how do we make money? How do we get a little bit less reliant on the big three? How can you help us? And, and we give them an influx of generics and options that can help offset some of what they're losing on, on the, big, the big three side. What about the world of um, specialty rare disease and being able to look out for products that can supplement and or um, help these people and patients and the kind of education that you're giving back to pharmacies on these products? Talk to us about, talk to us about extra things that community pharmacies should be thinking about when it comes to being a full-service health destination pharmacy? Um, they, they should think about their whole entire product spend, all, all the different, um, you know, what they're buying from the big three, so let's say their brand purchases. They could shift some of that away and, and allow them to get a, a better mix of generic products. So they, might, they may pay for a generic, say, $25 from the big three. Mm-hmm. We may sell to them for $3. But the, 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 whole, the, excuse me, the pharmacies think that this GCR, the generic compliance ratio, they have to stick to that. And if they don't, um, you know, they're going to lose their brand cost of goods and mm-hmm. all, all those things that go around with it. So, but yeah, we I remember wanna, those days. We're trying to explain to them, you, you know, you don't have to be completely married to that. You can do some smart purchasing from big whole national secondary wholesales like, like Real Value, and we can help them supplement uh, that product mix and without, you know, the threat of, of losing, you know, their primary contract. Yep. JD, as someone in compliance, how are you helping the community pharmacy owner understand where more savings can be had, per se, month after month? And is it is it a seasonal thing, or is it, um, you know, annual rebate? Like, how does it work? Describe that to our listeners. So... Uh, my focus is really helping them get across the finish line with a lot of these more difficult topics. Okay. You know, they may have issues with uh, controls. They may have issues with their license. Yep. Um, they they get uh, really afraid when they get a PBM audit. Mm-hmm. And just to reassure them through the process, you know, what can you do? What steps can you take? You know, they get a Medicaid price audit and and I can just reassure them and talk to them. I talk to them every day saying, I'm so scared, what do I do? And I can reassure them and walk them through that. Um, That's my piece of it. Mm -hmm. Our, Our analytics and our sales teams are helping them through 
the more of the profit conversation. We just did an episode with the NABP on DSCSA, and I was very confused by that entire topic until I really listened to my own podcast twice. <laughs> um, but talk to me about that and the changes that are coming this year. So we do hear from several organizations um, that they're could be some extensions applied. Mm -hmm. But we know that the FDA is pushing to enact as much as possible. Even if they give some discretionary power to investigators, they will still want to have as much as possible in place. And as I've talked to these pharmacists, I have learned that the FDA has not been doing uh, as much as they can to get the word to them. Mm -hmm. Pharmacists are so... Uh, busy with the day-to-day -day with yeah. patient care that this computer stuff, which is what it feels like, yeah. uh, doesn't always enter into the radar. So you've got this independent pharmacist doing their absolute best just to get every script out there and not lose money on the script as well. Right. You know, So there's so much they're being inundated with, getting squeezed from every side and now being squeezed uh, right from a regulatory perspective, right? So one of the things that they need to understand um, and why another reason why I'm at the conference this weekend is um, they need to have some things that sound like computer terms because mm -hmm. they are mm -hmm. interoperable data exchange, EPSIS file transfer. They're not programmers, yep. you know. So um, there's partners here at this conference, and um, and we also um, have partnered with a good company that uh, we're going to be offering some assistance with to our customers to help them become compliant and stay compliant. That's what I'm talking about, the support, Tom, from you and your team is looking out for the community pharmacy owners so they don't have to worry about some of those things. Um, what other programs uh, does Real Value extend to the member and to your, to your clients that help um, pharmacies thrive? So uh, Real Value has a very strong partnership with a company called EasyScript RX. They're um, at our, our booth here at the show as well. And that's a real powerful tool for them to go in and they, they can put in the patient, in, in this, this technology that they have in the pharmacy. They can go in, put the patient information in, um, put the NDC, the product, and it'll come, it'll show them in one page what's covered, what needs prior authorization, and what's not covered. So the pharmacist has more power. And the other thing, it also shows you what's the lowest copay option. Okay. So the pharmacist can go in and say, what's the best option for me with my pharmacy and for my patient for their copay and make a better selection. And a lot of times, excuse me, the pharmacist has the ability to make those changes under certain guidelines. Yep. And if not, they might have to call the doctor and say, hey, can I switch them to this? But it's a win-win situation. Very, very powerful software. Excellent. Excellent. I appreciate you being part of our post-show. I want your organizations to come back and really help to train and help to share some of the knowledge that you've extracted from being in the industry for so long. I think it's rich and I think it's needed. I think we just need more discussions with you guys. So thank you so much. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you. Pharmacy owners out there, this is Pharmacy Profit Summit Live 2023 post-show. I'm here with a fellow PPN Network host, Dr. H. 
That's sports pharmacy podcast. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's good to see you first off, It's man. good to see I'll you, see too. You guys. First time meeting Brady in person, so that's great. He, there he is. He's our producer. He's definitely the better looking one of the brothers. Just <laughs> you know everybody says that. He's taller, too, so <laughs> shut up. Damn, Todd. He got the he got the good genes in our family. So Yeah. What's going on? How are you guys doing? I'm excited just to be here. I like being around pharmacists that are, when they come here, it's it's rejuvenating mm-hmm. it gets me excited to be around business owners who want to change things to get better to get healthier to get to to be able to thrive and when i say healthier i mean their business is healthier talk to me as a pharmacy owner about your own organization and how um, you're making changes in order to survive what's coming with changes in DIR fees and yeah. clawbacks like talk to us about that man it's uh it's a scary thought knowing that a company is about to come just savage these pharmacy owners for their money, man. Yep. It's, it's scary. We're, we're lucky in that, at Stonebriar specifically, we, uh, we're about 95% cash only. Okay. Um, so we're about only relying about 5 to 10%, somewhere around there, about the, uh, the PBMs. Um, so we've, we've morphed into that. Like we, you know, two, three years ago, it wasn't like that. And finally now we're, I'm trying to get 100% off insurance completely. Um, so that's one of our big our big pushes now, and that's you know centered around compounding our clinical services that we offer. Uh, me specifically, I'm a certified sports nutritionist, and I'm able to have consultations with patients about their nutrition now, and on top of that, offer some supplements. So that's that's one thing that we're able to push now. In athletics specifically, <clears throat> what are pharmacists? What opportunity is a pharmacy owner and pharmacist missing out on? when it comes to athletics in their own community? That's a very good thing, man. One, one of the biggest things, you know, we're obviously here in Dallas, Texas. I'm here in Frisco. Uh, high school football is king here. Yeah. And we've partnered with, um, here in Texas, they're called ISDs, in, Interdisciplinary School Districts. And we partner with this Prosper ISD and we offer safe, you know, supplements to help with recovery, to help with uh, performance. And we're the education piece that connects the the safe use of supplements for their for their for their athletes. Um, now they're expected to do a lot more, especially if they're trying to get into you know big colleges with scholarships. Um, there, there's a lot more the athletes have to have to offer, and the recovery piece that comes behind it is just as important. Um, so we just want to keep people at the top peak um, peak capabilities. Yeah, that that's why I want people pharmacy owners to listen to your show because I want it to be a coaching platform in some ways for them to then reach out to you and say, how can I dig into my own community school systems, athletics, maybe if you're in a college town, Mm -hmm, get mm -hmm. a hold of the administration and let them know, I'm a pharmacist, I'm vested in this community, I wanna see these athletes uh, um, be more, um, be healthier Mm -hmm. and and recovery, like you said. Mm -hmm. The world of topical pain relief, the world of CBD, it's very, it's a it's mysterious sometimes to people and you bring a pharmacist in it kind of like unravels that mysteriousness but how how would you coach just in our conversation here we we don't have enough time but yeah, of course how, how would you coach somebody to get into that uh first most important thing is community outreach okay uh, as a community pharmacist and a business business owner there's no reason why you're not a part of your own community um, that includes joining the PTA meetings that they offer. Uh, specifically for us, they have like every month they have a huge event for uh, for the PTA where small businesses come in and you know and teach people about their business. Okay. And so we have a little booth for Stonebriar Pharmacy. Um, so that's that's the easiest thing, and it's free. Like it's completely free to be to do these kind of things. Um, so being a part of your community, 
making sure that you are practicing what you preach is the biggest thing and I always recommend is that making sure that you know, you're eating healthy, you're teaching someone else to eat healthy. For me specifically, um, I weighed about 270 pounds not too long ago and I shed about 45 pounds and now I'm, I'm teaching people how to do that. Um, so practice what you preach yeah, and be a part of the community. fantastic, by the way. Man. Thanks, man. It's because I'm wearing a black shirt today. Ah, <laughs> black's go good. Black's the key. <laughs> For sure. So um, Sports Pharmacy Podcast. You're a podcaster now. What's that been like? Like, I, I've been doing this for 14 years. <laughs> How long have you been doing it now? Over a year? Yeah, just about a year now. Just about a year. It's it's fun, man. It's it's cool to get the messages from people that just appreciate what we talk about. And I just, I'm I'm good about just getting good people on there that, that really want to hear a, a good message. And if you're going to get into podcasting, just make sure you're doing it for the right reason. And my reason is just to teach people. I yep. mean, if, if something comes from it, great. But I'm here to teach people. Yeah, we just started RX Podcast, which is all about empowering community pharmacies nice. through audio. And we're going to teach them and coach them and hold their hand through every aspect of starting one. But more importantly, marketing it correctly as becoming Perfect. messaging within your community to stand out to your community as a healthcare destination and there's, then there's fold no everything into it. Yeah, there's no reason why. It's fun to do, man. Like I, we get to meet cool people like Todd and, and, and Brady here, so we're able to just, just do fun stuff, man. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're part of it. I'm so proud of you. Thanks, man. Um, thanks for being here at Profit Summit Live. Uh, you have a speaker engagement. Is it already, was it yesterday? Or it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, we're all done. How'd that yeah. go? It was good. Pretty Excellent. chill. Nothing crazy. All right. Yeah. We'll keep in touch. Let's uh, get back together. I want to have you up to Pittsburgh sometime. Uh, is it cold up there? Uh, it was 57 degrees in the morning. Today, no. I think it's going to be 70, 80. <laughs> That's not bad. I'll be in North Carolina next weekend. I guess it's pretty close. but Yeah, he uh, lives in North Carolina oh, now, Mr. Brady. Oh. Burlington. Where? In Burlington? Uh, my parents live in Greensboro. That's yeah, really yeah, close that's I'll be there. I'll be there on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. Find us a sushi place. You got it. Let's Easy. get together. Sounds good. Thank you. Pharmacy Profit Summit Live. I am here with Karen Deckard with RMS Retail Management Solutions. Karen, welcome to the post show. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks, Todd. How are you? So Profit Summit, is this your fourth or third or third you year a, you're an og mm-hmm. yeah shout out to brad jones yes absolutely mm-hmm. it's a pretty exciting conference we like the forward thinking and that focus on pharmacy profit really aligns mm-hmm. with what we do the attitudes of the people that come here want to innovate they want to like level up they want to do more to thrive instead of just survive your organization has been supporting community pharmacy for 250 years now, just easy, not that, not that long, but a long, long time. Like 25 years in October. And, and Brad's is second gen because it was his father that was a pharmacy owner, I believe, right? Yes. So, um, tell me what is, when I first met you, I remember it was an advanced point of cell system. And then we went into mobile and mobile cash register. And so tell me what's happening in the world um, of tech, tech and point of sale and how that helps to drive more profits. Our focus right now is really just helping pharmacies use the data that they have to find areas where they can profit more, to build alternate revenue streams through front-end products they already carry, knowing what to shrink, what to grow, um, how to sell more supplements through nutrient depletion recommendations. Um, we're recently bringing digital couponing to the forefront, so 
our system is one of the first in the industry to be able to allow customers to accept digital 8112 coupons. That's coming to all of the big box stores, um, and it'll be, we think it'll be pretty big, but right now, independents can get it first, which is doesn't happen very often, so that's pretty exciting. We enjoy your partnership with the Pharmacy Podcast Network with Climb. Uh, share with our listeners um, what Climb's about. So CLIMB stands for Care, Lead, Innovate, Motivate, and Balance. And what we do with that is, um, you know, every month we just try to release new content that is helping pharmacies to become more profitable and more customer-centric. It's not focused on our system most of the time. Uh, We're just trying to help pharmacies succeed because we can't succeed unless independent pharmacies can thrive. I learn from Brad as the host of that show. He brings in some amazing speakers and people. It's almost like little mini conferences Mm -hmm. uh, every episode, which is what I look forward to. Um, So talk to me about the future of community pharmacy. Um, What worries you most and what excites you? Um, I think that, you know, it's just, it's not getting any easier, right? There's always something new that's coming down the pike that pharmacies are worried about, that's cutting into their profits, that's making cash flow harder, Uh, you know, just the day-to-day and keeping the lights on is the huge concern. Um, And so that's, you know, that's scary for a business owner. It's not great for people that work in this industry. But what I love is that um, there's been a huge shift in attitude with pharmacies in the past year. There's so much positivity. And even though there's so much you know, coming down the pipe that's maybe scary, they're like, we got this, we can do this, we can we can overcome this, and they're looking for solutions and they're looking for for a way to 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 get to the other side. Um, and it's again, like I said, really, really positive overall. Someone's listening right now, they do want to reach out to you, they wanna understand how to grab um, you know, grip all of their stores data into one place maybe they have four um, you know pharmacies they need an, a, a, a system to kind of bring things together from a point of self perspective what's the best way to reach out to you um, if you go to our website which is rm-solutions.com uh, you can just click on a book a demo form fill out a few quick questions and that'll get right to my inbox so you'll hear from me or from one of my team members pretty pretty quickly if you go to rm-solutions.com is the website, but if you reach out to the Pharmacy Podcast Network's team, we will get you also in touch with Karen and team. And we are so excited that you've got to be a part of this. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Todd. You know, in life, things will come full circle. And this next guest is part of a full circle story Um, A new circle story for Community Pharmacy. Patty Mara, you are not a stranger to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. We're going to be doing a lot more content development with you. But what I mean by full circle is PDS, Pharmacy Development Services, was a big part of the legacy of pharmacy marketing and empowerment. And you, I have uh, nicknamed you the Coach of Coaches. And you were a big part of that organization, and I think that was really special. So if you haven't heard of Patty and you're meeting her for the first time via this podcast um, here at Profit Summit Live, Patty, welcome to the show. Thank you, Todd. What do you think of the evolution and things and kind of what I meant by circles that we see things go through metamorphosis and changes and things like that? Oh, absolutely. So I love that you started with that. Um, because I think all growth go through cycles. Like mm-hmm. there are literally growth cycles. When we look at um, uh, a results 
graph, for example, and let's say we're taking a business or a pharmacy, we obviously want to see a line that goes upwards to the right, mm -hmm. but it's never a straight line. There's <laughs> actually growth cycles and you max out your current structure and you have to break through by leveraging and simplifying because when you, when you max out your structure, it's, like it's not allowing you to grow beyond where you are today. So you have to, it's literally giving you an indication of where are you overloaded, where do you need to simplify and leverage. And when you do that, that allows you to break through the next growth curve. So you could say there's actually, you know, that line, hopefully it continually goes upwards, but it's all those things that seem to constrain us is actually giving us all the information we need to go to the next level. Mm -hmm. And as you said, you know, all those years with PDS, which I feel blessed to have been part of, mm -hmm. And, and there's an evolution going, there's an evolution in the pharmacy industry, yep. and there's an evolution in you know, what resources and support do pharmacies need to continue to position for growth and success in their community. The evolution in the role of the pharmacist and what it means to better health, what it means to public health, the role in the pharmacy technician that's part of this conference in Lisa, uh, partnering with NPTA and Mike Johnston, and now your uh, taking all of these relationships and knowledge that you helped coach pharmacies back in the day and you've brought it full circle in the same circle thing, talking about circles, um, to Up Solutions and the book that you've wrote, the program that you've designed, and the batons that you're handing off to pharmacy owners to take themselves to the next level. So share, our, share with our listeners about your passion for um, helping pharmacy owners as well as what you're presenting and what you will be presenting with more of our uh, podcast discussions. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Todd. So I, I think, you know, the marketplace is changing for all businesses. Pharmacy, it's just extreme. You know, especially in the States, the conditions or the reimbursement, DIR fees, um, uh, submitting your patient data to your competitor. I mean, there's so many issues in, in pharmacy in the States in particular. Um, but all industries are actually evolving. And so I like to say that there's an opportunity in change. And, and part of that is crisis interrupts all patterns. There are things that we keep doing because we've, we've always done them. And even if we're getting a, a limited return or a reducing return, we keep doing it. But when crisis interrupts all patterns, we have to redesign. And I think that's where we're at right now. And I think back to, there was a TED talk. It was a doctor, I believe in North Dakota. And he was talking about how technology is taking healthcare from um, a physician based mm -hmm. to back to patient based. You know, if you look back at the beginning of patient care, the doctors did house calls and then they shifted to a clinic and you sit in their waiting room and wait to be seen. And technology was enabling back to patient centric healthcare. But then he went and talked about how important it is that healthcare is really a team and the most underappreciated physician on that healthcare team is the pharmacist. Mm -hmm. Right, they're the most accessible, they're who patients call first, right. and they're actually the ones that are taking the time and helping patients understand what are they, what medications are they on, why are they taking them, what else to help support what they're trying to treat and have the best possible health outcomes. Yes. So when we talk about you know, the pharmacy industry going through change, I really think there's a tremendous opportunity for community pharmacy, because the chains aren't doing this. 
but the independent community pharmacy are. Mm -hmm. And so they're literally being positioned as that, you know, centric access to patients living their best lives. Pivoting is one of the strengths of our independent community pharmacies to be able to add in programs that have nothing to do with the prescription revenue and has everything to do with delivering value while being able to increase profits and revenue, which is the whole meaning of what this conference is about, what mm -hmm. Dr. Fass and her, at least his team put together. So give our listeners, uh, this is what I'm really excited about, give our listeners our plans to deliver snippets and, and little hints of your program mm -hmm. through podcasting so that we can uh, get pharmacy owners tied into um, to tie in what you're doing, what you're teaching. Fabulous. Well, and you said something, Todd, that's really important, I think. Um, unfortunately, I think we're getting to the point that you could almost say that patient walking in the door of a pharmacy with a prescription is almost a loss leader. Mm. And so, and I, I, I don't ever want to be in that point that we, that's really completely true. Hopefully, changes in the industry will make di a difference with that. And I'd encourage all pharmacy owners and their teams to consider that patients coming in the door with a prescription is your opportunity to create value. Mm. And how you create value is not only how you make a difference, but also how you generate return for your pharmacy so that the pharmacy can survive, thrive, and grow. And so to that end, um, I'm very grateful, Todd, that you've invited me to do a podcast series. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, I think, your genius idea. <laughs> uh, so uh, Todd has read my book, Absolutions, Turning mm -hmm. Your Team into Heroes and Your Customers into Raving Fans. And what we're launching starting in September is the Pharmacy Success Strategy Series. Can't wait. Oh, me too. Excited. I'm so excited. And I've already started to create some buzz, which is a lot of fun. We're going to, each episode, we'll talk about one of the chapters in the book. Excellent. I'll have a guest pharmacy owner, and we'll t talk about the key points. And then we, in an interview, in a discussion, really bring them alive. So, you know, what is the key point? How does it live in the pharmacy? What difference does it make? What did they experience? And what we want to do is uncover the strategies, the nuggets. And it'll be different for every pharmacy because every pharmacy has different strengths. Yep. And But what we want to do is really provide that platform that you can pull out those nuggets to really set yourself, your pharmacy, and your team up for success. Love it. Yeah, we can't wait. I can't wait to deliver and to market the series. Um, Patty Mara, um, how can, if a listener wants to, they're, they're impatient. I'm, in, I'm a very impatient person. They want to reach out to you right away. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, there's multiple options. So my website is pharmacysuccess.com. Okay. And in the upper right-hand corner are all the social media icons. Please reach out. Please connect. Connect with me on LinkedIn. And um, there's obviously, we've created an app, Pharmacy Success. So on the Google Play or Apple Store, you can download the app and um, fr through there you can always reach out for support. Uh, and then um, I'm hoping that everyone taps into the the podcast series, the yes. Pharmacy Success <laughs> Strategies, yes. uh, and listen in starting in September. Excellent. Patty, we're excited. Thank you so much for being part of the post show here in Dallas, Texas at Pharmacy Profit Summit Live 2023. And we can't wait to hear you, hear more of you in September. I'm excited, Todd. And this has been a fabulous show. I just want to say it part of 
positioning for success is you really have to tap into resources. And uh, Diversify RX have just put together an awesome show of everything that's coming from different changes in regulation to new software that's available to new ways of thinking to training. So it was, it's been great being here. Agreed. Thank you. Thank you, Todd. You know, recently the NABP, uh, National Association Board of Pharmacy, uh, did a follow-up to a June article through Drug Topics on DC, DSCSA, I can never say that, and um, compliancy and, and how it's changing a little bit. We did a, um, a full uh, 30, 40 minute interview on the changes to DSCSA, but compliancy is a big part of pharmacy, uh, staying compliant, um, staying in line for audits and everything like that. Jeff Hedges has been a leader in helping community pharmacies uh, stay compliant for years and more. Jeff, welcome back uh, to the show, and I'm glad that you're here. Oh, thank you, Todd. I'm glad to be here itself. Let's talk about what's happening this year. It's 2023. What's happening in November that you really wanted to uh, make a point on so that our listeners really understand if you didn't get to come to Profit Summit Live, uh, 2023. Uh, let's give, give them a summary and highlight. Okay, November is a huge month for uh, compliance. <clears throat> so following up on your uh, DSCSA requirements, uh, the big thing the pharmacies need to understand, they, they have to have a capability to accept that uh, particular stock bottle before it can go on the pharmacy shelf. Once they accept, that's fine. If it's damaged, or appears to be tampered with, it must be um, quarantined. And the quarantine is not just the regular quarantine. It's a document you have to complete to keep everything done. Working with RX Scan, and the two of us work together, and we both have that uh, the policy and procedure and the quarantine form free of charge. Uh, just go to our website, rjhedges.com, or go to rxscan.com, and the free versions are right there. Then <clears throat> we'll move to the beginning of the month. So, oh, one other thing. With the DSCSA, everybody's saying it's going to be trying to get delayed. It's not. Okay. So uh, plan for it, prepare for it, and be ready for it. The next thing is on, Jan on November 1st, we got hazardous drugs. A lot of states have not enforced it, but now they will be, and everything... Uh, for enforcement is going to be done by the State Board of Pharmacy. So <clears throat> 800 on the community retail side, uh, the biggest thing you have to do is have an assessment of risk. That is a document about that drug, not about the, per, uh, the, the size of it. It's down to the, uh, the bottle itself, or the drug itself. And you have to put down what table it is, what it is, you have to identify whether it's the manufacturer's packaging or not. You have to identify whether it's what form it is. The form is a tablet, uh, capsule, cream, liquid, whatever. And <clears throat> so that's the first thing. Biggest thing to remember, if you do not have an, have an assessment of risk for the drug that you have on the shelf, you are not permitted to sell from a retail uh, setting. It has to go to a non-sterile compound or into another pharmacy. Uh, on the compound, uh, also, you have to have separate counting tools. 
Those tools need to be marked hazardous drug or HD, and you want to keep them segregated with your hazardous drugs. And then when you're finished using it, it must be sanitized. With, um, with COVID, we got a lot of different types of uh, wipes that you can do it, and you just wipe it down, it's fine. Uh, so pretty much that is everything for the retail side. On the non-sterile side, completely different rules. Uh, <clears throat> when you receive the drug, of course, you're going to have to uh, receive it through DSCSA mm -hmm. first. And then when you unpack it, and all of the hazardous drugs must be stored in the negative pressure room. No, no exceptions for this. Uh, <clears throat> the negative pressure room is the next area to talk about. Uh, it needs to have the proper air exchanges and get that taken care of so there's no problem. And then also the PPP. Uh, the per, uh, personal protective equipment is essential, and it's, they're all different. So you got to read the safety data sheet, find out what the PPE requirements are, and you have to have it for that particular uh, product. Okay. If you have more than one people, person working on a compound at the same time, the higher precedence uh, for PPE is, um, is, takes place. So if, you have, if you're doing a simple compound, you need uh, just uh, gloves and an M95 mask, that's fine. As soon as the other person comes into the lab and they start doing a hormone, well now you need full garb, to, uh, head to toe. You need uh, gloves, some of them require double gloves. Hmm. And then you have to have a personally fitted uh, respirator you must wear. So the new person comes in with that, uh, that product, the person's already filling uh, is going to have to upgrade their PPE. So what we recommend is look at everything and set a standard policy, which would be the worst case. Um, and then all compounding in the lab is fine because like everything else, uh, everything's going well, you forget about it, and then state board walks in and they see two people in there and they know what they're doing and it's downhill from there. So the compliance portion, uh, all these changes are happening. Uh, it's all being forced on the state board to regulate. So I here at the conference, we've had a couple of people say, saying, well, our state's not going to do it. I said, that's fine up until Halloween. But after Halloween, uh, the federal government's mandating this requirement to the state boards. Okay, excellent. I appreciate this update because it gives our listeners these quick hits and, re and reminders, and also um, the ability to reach out uh, to you and your team. RJ Hedges and Associates, um, I think if you definitely Google, that'll come right up. What's the website again to the master site? www.rjhedges.com. rjhedges.com. Thank you so much for um, participating in the post-show for Profit Summit Live. Um, will you uh, be attending the NCPA um, there? Yes, I'll be there, but as an attendee. Okay. So. Well, very good. We'll look for you there. Okay. Sounds good. Right. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. U-G-O. How do you say that? Is it Ugo? Ugo, actually. Ugo. It's not Ugo, it's Ugo. I am excited to finally interview you. Brady and I have been at the Profit Summit Live 
for um, this entire show, and we've been watching your booth and how busy you are. Introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them about Ugo and, and what this platform is. Why am I so excited to have you on the show? <laughs> well, first of all, thank you both so, so much for uh, giving us the opportunity to be on the show. Uh, so I'm AJ Mera, one of the co-founders of Ugo RX. And um, basically, my business partner and I, we were independent owners ourselves for about almost a decade in Los Angeles. And um, throughout that process, we just used to hit a brick wall when it came to Medicare and, you know, in our case, Medicaid prescriptions with respect to prior authorizations, rejections, and underpayments. And, you know, for all the pharmacy owners or technicians out there, they're pretty privy to the dynamic of script getting rejected or PA'd and the clinic asking, doctor wants to know what's covered. Mm -hmm. And we never had an answer to that. Or we had to send our own technicians to sit in the back of the pharmacy and sit on hold for hours to get in touch with an insurance company. So what we did is we took the entire Medicare Part D formulary in conjunction with CMS, and we coded that into a search tool that now allows pharmacy owners, technicians, to within seconds search any formulary healthcare plan for a patient to find out exactly what's covered, not just if something's underpaying, but let's say they get a PA or a rejection, they can look instantly to find out what options are in fact covered without a PA and then advise the provider about those options. So it streamlines the process, it you know helps to eliminate PAs, but then it also skyrockets patient care because that patient's not sitting around for six, seven days while a PA is hopefully, and I use the word hopefully, <laughs> getting done. Um, or while, you know, the pharmacy and the clinic play hot potato with, let's try this, let's try that, let's try, you know, spaghetti at the wall and see if it sticks. Now we know within seconds exactly what's going to work for that patient. And the pharmacy can kind of forecast its profitability on those options so that we don't need to be test claiming and fishing all day. Uh, you know, to find out what works for everybody. Because the pharmacy has to win, too. And mm -hmm. I think that's kind of the forgotten element. So Yeah, I remember um, how many times people would send in a fake claim to see what the rebate reimbursement would be and then the re, you know the reversal of it and oh yeah just how hectic that was and it's probably that's the way it's ha probably happening still today if, if you yeah. don't have the tech it's true how is talk about integration because if i'm a pharmacy owner i do not want to have to have um you know 124 passwords and usernames <laughs> to so many different systems that are out right. there so talk to me about integration and making this a simple system yeah for sure so that was one of the big key elements we knew was going to be a hurdle when we built the platform first of all it took us five years to build and we just went live a year ago actually at diversify a year mm -hmm. ago so this marks one year of us being live congratulations and thank you and we uh you know we can't show more than enough appreciation to Lisa and everything she's done. She really helped promote us and, and get the word out for us, which has been awesome. She's a user, so she, she is. That yeah. that that's what I like. Lisa does not promote something that doesn't work for community pharmacy owners. Yeah. So that's uh, testimony in and of itself. But talk to us about about that integration. Like, how does that work today? Yeah. So now we've got open what's called APIs or access point yeah. integration with. All the major PMSs uh, like Liberty, Pioneer, you know, Digital RX, Best RX, you know, what have you, where they're able to not only push your data to Ugo, your dispensing data, so that you have analytics and charts and graphs and all these other things that we offer, but now a lot of them also offer very intuitive uh, coverage uh, benefit 
you know, search tools that mm -hmm. will tell you the specific healthcare plan ID for that patient when you do that, like a benefit check. Okay. And you can take that plan ID and just drop it right into Ugo and pull that patient's plan without having to go bin, group, PCN, blah, 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 blah. Those tell you right away. Um, but we are even working further to integrate even more with companies like Pioneer and Liberty uh, that are very forward-thinking companies uh, that see the benefit in the Medicare Part D search and they want to make it a single click within a screen instead of having a flip-flop between two windows. Uh, but the platform's uh, cloud-based right now, so mm. it's sweet. You can look at and check formulary coverage from anywhere in the world. All right, I'm listening to the show. I'm listening to this part. I want to get a hold of AJ. What's the best rates? What's the best way to reach out to you and get more information on Ugo? Sure, yeah, thank you so much. So if you just go to the website, www.ugorx.com, right when that site loads up, you're going to see a little bar that says request a demo. Okay. Uh, right when you request that, it's going to pull up my Calendly so you can pick a time that works for you right on the spot. Excellent. And, AJ, uh, yeah. we have to have you back because I want to do a longer form discussion with a pharmacist, a pharmacy owner that is using uh, Ugo and having success uh, so that we can um, be more educational and drive value uh, to pharmacy owners through your platform and technology. But this has been awesome to have you here, thank and we've so been excited much. about this. No, thank you guys so much for giving us the time and the opportunity. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Thank you. Thank you. And we're closing up the Profits Pharmacy Profit Summit Live 2023. I could not have a post-show series without Heather Harrow being here with us. Heather, this has been an awesome show. It has, it has. I, there's so many new faces, old friends, um, some new exhibitors that I'm super excited to bring on. It's been a really, really, really great show. It has been. So is this number four? Technically four, but we did our an very- An extra one. Yeah, well, no, no, no. Our very, very first summit was virtual. Okay. And that's how it popped off all of our live events. Okay. So fourth, so next year you're going to go, you're not doing the, the spring show and and fall show. You're doing fall show. Yeah. Well, or we, August haven't, show. we haven't um, set dates for 2024 yet. We have some fun stuff coming out for okay. you. Um, well, honestly, we have some fun stuff still coming out for the end of this year. Awesome. Um, we're going to be doing some, you know, really fun promotional stuff, educational stuff for ex both exhibitors and, you know, of course, our beloved attendees, yep. uh, more educational stuff. Um, next year, we have we don't have our full um, plan scheduled, but as soon as we do, we will let our <laughs> all of our raving fans yes. know. <laughs> so give us a rundown of, for listeners who might not have been able to attend. Um, what? How many people did we get to come? Um, what was the vendor? I think there's over 50 vendors here. Yes, yeah, so we had um, 72, I think is our very final number, 72. And we had somewhere around 350 pharmacy, you know, pharmacy owners right. uh, attend. Uh, so we're just super duper duper excited. So phar pharmacy, Heather, is at a crossroads, as I said, and I, I know that pharmacy owners listening right now that might not have attended might not understand what Diversifier X is. But if we were just just if you were to just make a statement to them right now and what you think has to take place in order to stop surviving and start thriving, like what would you say? Execution. Okay. Uh, and delegation. Um, I work with tons of pharmacy owners, and if we could just 
give up some control over some of those ideas and pass it on to your staff. Let people take control. Let people wow you. You never know what folks are on the bus that if you just gave them a little bit of trust or a little bit more responsibility, maybe moved them on the bus, that they could really, really, really become so powerful in your pharmacy. I see so many pharmacy owners um, taking great ideas and strategies that they could kill. They're in the right demographics. They have the right you know, set up in their pharmacy, even the right workflow, Mm -hmm. yet they just hold on to it so tight um, that it dies with them. And and in order for pharmacy to flourish, we just need to go back to those tried and true business strategies Mm -hmm. um, of empowering your people to carry some of the load with you. Absolutely. Well, we have been so proud. We were at the very first. Um, We love coming. We love the energy that's here, the positivity. The new ideas that come out of uh, this conference are just phenomenal. And I hear so much chatter about pharmacy owners are so excited to get back and talk with their technicians because the technician track that was here with Mike Johnston and NPTA, that meant a lot to the the, the attendees and the owners. And they're going to bring back a lot of execution and a lot of ideas for how to level up their techs. Yeah, and and it goes right along with what I was saying is um, I'm so proud that we gave an opportunity to really put our our money where our mouth is. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were able to give that platform to NTPA to be able to so the technician track was not just fluff and, and um, fun stuff. And, of course, it was fun, but they, they were down and dirty in that room. They were, they were uh, working on stuff. They were training. They were learning new items. Also, they can go back and do just what I talked about, help the, the pharmacy owners execute. And they are so excited. They're, you should see the, the engagement in that room is phenomenal. They're asking questions. They're taking notes. They're shaking their heads. I even went and did an activity. Uh, I did the dissect. Active disc DISC activity with the with the fine folks in there uh, found a fellow D very high D which <laughs> <laughs> we both agreed were super awesome people um, but no they they really got down and dirty in that room and learned a lot of valuable stuff that those pharmacies as a whole are going to be better for because those technicians are are empowered teaching them to be pharmacy badass yes 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 <laughs> all right well. We're closing up the show. Thank you so much, listeners, for listening to um, this special series all about the Pharmacy Profit Summit Live uh, coming to a close here in Dallas, Texas. Heather, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye.